0: Okay, hello. Welcome to another episode. Before I introduce our guests, I just want to say thank you to all of the listeners. As you well know, here at Solutions by Amelia, we're all about helping underrecognized professionals um, become the go-to, easy-to-find expert in their field. A lot of our listeners are in the healthcare industry and they're looking to build their audience from scratch. So this season I'm featuring people who have started to build a name for themselves. They're either in healthcare or they're fans of healthcare or they're related to healthcare in some way, but they've started to build an audience from scratch. They've done so successfully and they've shared their journey in some capacity and we'll be talking to different ones and how they can possibly help you or inspire you to share more of your amazingness so that um, your knowledge and expertise can see the light of day outside of the hospital walls. So today I have with me Elle. And I'll do an introduction. So residing in Prince George's County with her husband and twin daughters, Elle Cole left her corporate job to become a stay-at-home mom when her daughters were only four months old. She holds a bachelor's degree in English and history. She's a writer and content creator who's a go-to resource on health, wellness, finances, and parenting. She is passionate storyteller, blogger, and social media manager, consultant, and host of Cleverly Changing podcasts. Elle has been featured on NPR, ABC7, uh, BBC, World Service Radio, and a guest on several podcasts. She is also the recipient of a Bronze Congressional Award, avid speaker, and active community volunteer. In addition, she serves as a health advocate for sickle cell anemia and type 1 diabetes. She's an ambassador to St. Jude's. Uh, Children's Research Hospital, and it is her goal to raise awareness about sickle cell and help make global impact to better the quality of life for people living with genetic disorders and autoimmune diseases. You can follow Elle's journey on Instagram and Facebook at Cleverly Changing. All right, so thank you so much for joining us. We will go right into the questions. So tell me about the start of your business journey. What was your enough Point and when did you have your epiphany moment? In short, what gave you the permission or the desire to start a business?
1: So my pivotal point of saying now is the time for me to start my business was when my kids were around two years old. I realized that um, my daughter she had some health challenges, and so I figured that working from home with my computer would be much easier to do and that I should go ahead and try to start a business. Um, It wasn't so difficult because my husband had been an entrepreneur for many years. And so I figured I would just, if I didn't know something and I needed answers, I would just ask him and he would provide me with the answers. And so what I did, I just basically... Um, He said, you know, blogging would be something that I should consider. And I had a friend who was blogging at the time and she told me about, you know, monetizing her blog and also just reaching different people in different areas. And that was pretty encouraging to me. So I figured it was something that I would give a try. And that was nine years ago.
0: Okay. Awesome. So Back then, were you sharing about, were you using your blog to raise awareness about things that were important to you, sickle cell disease and diabetes one at that time, or did that come later?
1: So it kind of came later. So I'm a mom of twins. And at first I just decided I would share about parenting because that's what I was dealing with. I did use several posts about sickle cell because it was something that I was receiving information for at the time. So I had gotten a health card from her and I just kind of wanted to document the different experiences that I had. And I wanted to share people, you know, how her life was actually going. So it kind of started out as me sharing it just from an informational standpoint, like This is what, you know, we have to do TCD, which a lot of people weren't familiar with, even people in my family. And that's a transcranial Doppler where they test the blood flow in her brain. And so as we had different appointments, I figured there were some families who were facing these new situations just like I was. And I could share, you know, how it's going and I could share just the different steps that needed to be taken. And that could be empowering to someone else.
0: Most definitely. Um, Part of the reason I wanted to start to podcast and do what I do is I came across lots of families. Uh, My background is in rheumatology and they did a lot to get just to get to appointments and, you know, get their kids to infusions. And I wanted people to be able to see it's like, you know what, you could use your expertise in different ways that will allow you to have a more flexible way to earn a living to support your income, I mean, to support, you know, your family. And on the flip side, you know, healthcare professionals, we see a lot of stuff that could help families, but we don't have that much of an interaction within the moment of like a hospital visit. So it's awesome that you're sharing your experiences with other people so that as they happen upon them, they can feel, you know, less alone. That's amazing. So along those lines, what really like sort of, I don't want to say breaks your heart, but when you think of people who, who might be going through challenging things, or they may be want to be a stay at home mom, or they might find that they need to spend more time with their kids. I mean, what sort of breaks your heart about the market that you serve? Um, what do you wish that they could know about? So
1: several things I would say break my heart. The first thing is that sickle cell disease is unpredictable. So For a lot of people, just because you're trying to be healthy and you're doing positive things, you're drinking plenty of water, you're taking your kid to doctor's appointments, and you're trying to do everything that you know is healthy and positive, but unfortunately, your kid still gets sick and it happens out of the blue. And when it happens, your kid may need to... One of the common treatments of sickle cell is blood transfusions. So your kid may need a blood transfusion. They may need surgery. Because sickle cell, it affects the different organs in the body. So it could be something major. It can affect their eyes. And a lot of times people don't actually know because It hasn't been a community where it's been very open to talk about the different side effects. Some people may hear, oh, you know, someone passed away or someone is having a crisis, but they really don't understand or know about the other complications that can arise. And now that social media exists, it's been much more common that you hear people speaking out about it and they're not afraid to share their story. And a lot of times the pictures are absolutely heartbreaking. And I know for me as a parent who doesn't have sickle cell, I I have the sickle cell trait, but I do not have the disease. And my husband and I, we didn't actually know that we had the trait. And so learning about sickle cell is all new to us. It was you know, from the diagnosis of our daughter that we really developed a passion to learn more and really started to do research. And so because of that, We actually don't have family members who have sickle cells. So it wasn't like we came from a place of, you know, living with it and knowing about it. And it's through my conversations, my advocacy, me spending time with other people who I meet often through social media that I find out various complications or various ways that the disease manifests itself. And so While it is heartbreaking on one hand when you see the pictures and you know how debilitating it can be, it's also empowering because I know that I am not alone as a parent. I also know that other families are succeeding. So I don't just see negative stories. I also see positive stories like the president of Howard University. He has sickle cell disease and I can learn about people who are succeeding professionally and they're still able to overcome different obstacles and still achieve their goals. And so it's twofold, both positive and also challenging.
0: Hmm. And one thing, um, like towards the end, you mentioned, you know, positive examples of professional goals. One thing that I would love for the kids that I take care of to see positive examples of entrepreneurship and i say that because i feel as though because they they're going to need lifelong infusions chemotherapy biologics a typical 9 to 5 may not be the best fit for them so tell me a little bit more about you know what you could say about entrepreneurship say someone's listening they have a kid who has a chronic uh, condition and they're like wow she's a blogger i'm thinking about this entrepreneurship thing this might be my chance or say somebody's listening they have a chronic condition or something like that, they might be thinking about entrepreneurship. From your background and transitioning from corporate into this role, Like, what suggestions would you have?
1: So I first say that when you're dedicated and committed to any field of work, whether you're in corporate America or whether you're working for yourself in entrepreneurship, it's that dedication and that motivation and the drive that pushes you to succeed. So that exists in whatever field that you're in. So as long as you have that drive, then that's the first fuel that you would need in order to propel yourself to continue. I would also say, find out your strengths. I know for me, because sickle cell and just different illnesses, if you're a parent and you're working hard, you know that it's hard because your kid's Illnesses can be unpredictable. And so, the great thing about entrepreneurship is that it also often allows for more flexibility. With more work being online, you can really set your own schedule. Some jobs have flex schedules. So, the entrepreneurship role, depending on what you're actually doing, because entrepreneurship in and of itself can be very demanding, you just have to kind of evaluate what your strengths are. And say, okay, what can I do that I'm really good at, that I don't mind doing, that will also pay me because other people don't necessarily want to do it or don't have that skill set that I can do in order to make money on the side? Because you can really start out trying to make money on the side before you just jump with both feet in all at once. So you kind of have to try it out and see if it's working for you. And if it is, then you can, you know, pick up more jobs, you can network and increase your clientele. So it's learning how to prioritize is extremely important. But also I think just knowing what type of skill do I have that is unfulfilled need in my community and I can do it. So it may not be something online like I do. It could be something like watching other people's kids, you know, for an after school program. So, a lot of schools charge a lot for after school care programs. But if you're a family that has a more flexible schedule and you can pick up extra kids, that's one thing that you can do. But there are a variety of different jobs, like even, you know, just marketing yourself as maybe to do grocery shopping for someone, just simple things that somebody may not have time to do on their own. It could be cleaning someone's house, but entrepreneurship doesn't have a certain shape or form, or it's not a certain industry. It can be anything that you want it to be. You just have to be creative when you come up with what it is that you're good at, that can be flexible because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. For me as a social media person, a lot of times if I'm managing someone's social media, that's something that I can pre-schedule so it actually works out for me, where I don't necessarily have to do it in real time. So that is something that I use to my advantage.
0: So tell me more about that. You know, you've mentioned that you've, you know, touched a lot of different things in the digital marketing world, health, wellness. Tell me a little bit more about what you, you like to accomplish like with your business, like big picture, any future projects that you have coming up? Tell me a little bit more about that.
1: So yes. So in the future, like in the near future, I'm actually going to a sickle cell conference and I'm going to write about it and share it on my blog. And that conference is through the sickle cell consortium. So that sicklecellconsortium.org and their conference is July 24th through July 28th. And by attending conferences, not just sickle cell, but even if I attended a type one diabetes conference, it would give me an opportunity to share information because I'm always trying to empower individuals, but it also will help me be able to just share different uh, you know, network and meet different people, be able to meet new people who may have new conferences, they may be potential sponsors. It's always an opportunity to know someone. Also, I'm going to be I have a book that's in um, it's in the works. It's a children's book and it's a children's book about sickle cell and my goal is that the book will come out during National Sickle Cell Awareness Month, which is in September. So that is my goal right now I'm you know, there's some more things that need to be worked out before I have an actual date, but that is the goal. I also in the future plan to have a financial planner coming out because I know with a lot of parents who have children with different health needs, the finances are huge because the medicines that you buy are a lot. Just trying to, you know, put a roof over your family's head and provide, you know, all of their needs and pay for the different things that you need to pay for. You really have to be very budget friendly and you really have to know what's going out and what's coming in and how to allot the money properly. And so. Before I became a entrepreneur and before I became a stay-at-home mom, I actually paid off all of my student loans. And I figured just from talking to different people, the lessons that I learned on my own were lessons that could inspire other people and really help them out. So um, in the near future, and that's going to come out in two ways. One through a hard copy um, planner, and the other would be an ebook that people could download so it could be accessible to more people.
0: Awesome. So with everything that you have going on, I mean, it really does sound like, I'm sorry about that. It really sounds like you are superwoman. <laughs> so but so besides the obvious, you know, challenges with, you know, kids who have various health needs, what like challenge would you say that you face and what has been a resource along the way? Okay. So I just want to say that
1: for all the parents who feel like, you know, you're doing everything, a lot of things on your shoulder, especially when you're a caregiver. And we often wear that badge of superwoman for us who are moms, our super dads. And I must say that I don't consider myself a superwoman, mainly because it really takes a lot of support to be able to do what I do. And I am very blessed that I have a husband who really helps out because he knows what it's like to be an entrepreneur. He'll step in and he'll, he'll help me. Like there are some days when I may need him to do extra or help me out with something online and he does. Help me out. So he's like an extra employee. So I definitely have that support. I don't live in a place where I have a lot of family. So I don't necessarily have a lot of physical support, but I do have a sister who lives here. So sometimes on the weekends, she may watch my kids. Or, you know, I may have a little break there. I also have a friend. So you have to look into your community, your immediate circle of friends, or your family, depending on who you have nearby, and find a support system. You know, I have to be very honest and say that I couldn't do what I do without a strong support system. So I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. Uh, The next thing with uh, just communicating and trying to do the different things that... I do professionally, I have to also prioritize my time. And I kind of mentioned that before and make sure that I am writing things down. I'm scheduling things and I'm trying to utilize my time in a way that will maximize my schedule.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I know that there was a second part to your question. So can you just restate that for me?
0: Um, I think that pretty much covered it. Challenges oh, okay. you faced and who's been a resource to you and yeah, family support system, uh, husband and yeah, prioritizing. That's that's good. That's good. So now that you shared that and you know what has helped you, obviously you're not a one woman show and you have support. Uh, tell me about some wins, like either past or present or both.
1: Okay. So I would say my biggest win is when my daughter is healthy. Like, recent wins is just facing new clients and getting clients that are long lasting, that appreciate what I do and who are understanding. So I can't necessarily disclose who the clients are, but I definitely have some really good clients that I work with that are encouraging. So I often try to find positive work that I can do that reinforce my goals and reinforce the, a positive mindset because I want to do things that uplift others. And so I try to find work that also uplifts others. And so just different, um, I talked about being on ABC7 and given an opportunity to be on the show, The Mother Side. And that's a show where people talk about just the motherhood journey. And so I had an opportunity to talk about just our family's approach to No screen time, or just how we approach screen time in general. And also, I talked about how to be like, if it's okay to be my child's friend and also their parent. So, just given an opportunity to share my position as a mother with different people who you know, can understand my background. It can understand the different challenges that I face and being able to share that with a wide range of other people is positive. When I was on BBC service radio, that was a huge win where I talked about being a parent of a child with sickle cell and how that affects our life from day to day. So that was a huge win as well. And just getting new as a blogger when you get new campaigns. And I've recently got some really big campaigns. Sometimes they're just social media related campaigns, but whenever you're working as a blogger, it's always good and always positive. So I've definitely in the recent months, things have been going very well and very positive. So that has been a huge win for me and my family.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about that. Like what have been, you know, thinking back on your best clients, not naming names, but in your best referral sources, uh, how did you find them? Uh, What have been some of your best collaborations and what sort of, yeah. And I'll ask a separate question later. Okay. So one of the places that is great to find
1: new clients and has been helpful for me is LinkedIn. So just, filling out your information, letting people know what you do. That has been very helpful. I also attended a Facebook. They had like a satellite community meeting and people from all over could come and it was a free meeting. And while I was there, I just talked to the different people who are around me and I gained a new client just from doing that. And that was huge. Also just networking. So attending different events. So for instance, Uh, Eventbrite will update you on different events in your area, attending those events, making sure you have your business card with you and just working the room and talking to different people. That has definitely been a huge source of just a great place to find new clients and interact with new people who may potentially become clients or who share um, what I'm doing with someone else and they'll refer me to other people.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So on that note, you had mentioned the book. Anything else you want to tell us about the book or any future projects as we close out? What's on the horizon for you?
1: So with the book, I'm just my ultimate goal is that it will be in hospitals all over the world because sickle cell disease is actually the most prevalent genetic disorder in the whole entire world and so it's something it's a resource guide that parents could have because one of the best ways to teach our kids is through a book so ultimately my end goal that I want to have after I' put the book you know in hospitals all over the world I really want to have a nonprofit company that really just, help support families. I not only want to have the book, but I also want to have a guide that will accompany the book, like maybe a bear or a blanket or something else that families can, when you know their child receives a diagnosis about sickle cell, that they will have something tangible to take with them that will encourage them, that will be a sign of hope and help. And so that is my ultimate goal of what I'm trying to do in the future.
0: Awesome. On that note, just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, sharing about how you've used social media to get the word out about things that are important to you, how and why you decided to go into entrepreneurship. It is a viable way to um, be able to care for loved ones in a way that you just, that's just very difficult to do but with a standard nine to 5 and- We'll link up to everything that you mentioned and just thank you again. Thank you so much.